you'll open your Bibles to Philippians 4, 4 through 7. This is a passage that reminds us that God is near, that God is a loving Father who is here to walk with us. And although this passage has commands for us, this, this passage tells us what we are to do. It is a reminder that in our anxieties and our fears, God is here. God is a Savior who has come to love us and be with us. So this is a reading from Philippians 4, 4 through 7. Please follow along. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, it is a hard thing for you to ask to have us give up our anxieties. Because it is a thing that we get to control, that we get to hold on to, to say that this is about me. And yet we pray that as we read this passage, as we look at your word, that you tell us to release them, to give them over to you, knowing that in turn you give us your peace. That you remind us of who you are, that you are in control of the world. You are in control of our lives. You are the one who is watching and who is near. We pray that we, this morning, know that you are near and walk with you. Walk with you through your word and through the good news that you present in the gospel to us. In your name, amen. I feel like I'm in prison. Now maybe you have felt that, or maybe you have actually said those words out loud recently. I feel like I'm in prison. Because most of you are probably trapped at home. You don't get to do the things you used to do. We don't get to gather together as a body of believers in person and get to share stories in person to each other. We don't get to go to the places we once loved like malls or restaurants and, and get to hang out and fellowship with one another. We don't get to be with our friends and, and some of us don't even get to be with our family to see them in person. I feel like I'm in prison. And maybe some of the uh, inmates that you're stuck with, uh, you know, you, you say, I, I love these people, but it was nice when I was able to get a break from them. It was nice when I had to go to work or, or I had to go to this meeting in order to take a little bit of a break. And now you feel like I'm in prison. And for a lot of us, we feel like we don't know when this sentence is going to end. We don't know when this is going to be over. And, and that scares us. That is that feeling of I'm in prison and I don't know when I'm going to get out. Well, this morning we are actually in good company. Because Paul, the apostle, when he wrote these words, when he wrote God's word, he was physically in a literal prison. He was stuck. He was, he was trapped. He was, he was on watch by a guard. He was not allowed to leave. And he wasn't able to go out and, and, and see his friends. He was, he was stuck. And he didn't know when it was going to end. He didn't know when it was going to be over. And yet his response is a lot different than ours, isn't it? Because we want to shout, I'm in prison, get me out. And yet Paul's response is the one of God's word in which it says, do not be anxious. Do not fear. So the question for us is, is Paul recommending, is, is Paul sort of recommending this, this sort of veil of, uh, of just ignore all the bad and just focus on the good? Just, just pretend that this isn't true. Or is he trying to say, like, control the things that you can. Uh, focus, on, focus on the things that you have control over and, and take charge of that. 
Or is Paul, when, when he's reminding us, do not be anxious because of what God's done, reminding us of what's hidden in our hearts. And that is this desire and this sin to be in control, to be the ones who get to tell God what we want to do, to be the ones who determine how our lives are going to work out, to depend on ourselves. We've seen recently in the past few weeks how fragile life is and, and really how fragile the human existence is, that within a few days our lives can radically change. So now, in the midst of everything that is going on, how are we to not be anxious? How are we to instead focus on God, the one who is actually in control, and look to him for guidance in everything? Because this passage is saying to us, do not be anxious. Know who God is and find his peace. So first, we are called to not be anxious. And, and when I hear do not be anxious, it reminds me of an old comedy sketch in which there's a counselor and a patient. And the new patient comes into the counselor's office who is played by Bob Newhart. And she says, hi, I, I've been referred to you by my friends. My friends told me you were a great counselor. And he said, oh, well, well, thank you. And he goes, well, let me explain to you what I do here. I'm going to take five minutes. It's going to cost you $5. And then after that, our counseling session will be over and your problems will be solved. And she says, wow, that sounds, that sounds amazing. And he goes, I know, I've heard that before too. He, go, he looks at his watch and he goes, all right, time starts now. What is your problem? And she shares that she has this fear of being buried alive in a box. And he says, oh, tell me more about this. And she goes, it's it's awful. Every, every single morning I wake up and I think today is going to be that, the day that I'm going to be buried alive in a box. And whenever I go to a new store, I think, is this going to be the moment that someone grabs me and buries me alive in a box? And he says, well, that's, that sounds terrifying. Do you want to get over it? She said, yes, of course. I, I came to you because I want, I want this to be solved. And he goes, okay, well, I will give you two words. Stop it. And she goes, stop it? And he goes, yes, just, just stop it. Stop thinking that way. She goes, well, it's not that easy. He goes, no, 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 it is. It is that easy. Just stop it. Just stop thinking that I'm going to be buried alive in a box. Exactly, you've solved it. Just stop thinking that way. And he looks at his watch and he goes, look, it's only been three minutes. He goes, you have two more minutes. Let's, let's go through more problems in your life. So she shares more problems and he does the same thing of just stop it. Stop thinking that way. Stop doing that. And, and it's a funny comedy sketch because we know that doesn't really happen in real life. But when we read this passage, it's kind of hard to not feel like God is this cold counselor. Where he says, do not be anxious. But, but God, I, I'm, I'm scared of the coronavirus. It's this invisible thing that I, I don't know if I go outside if I'm going to get it. I don't, I don't even know if, if I have it. I might not have any symptoms, and yet I am contagious and, and spreading it to other people that I don't even know about. Do not be anxious. But, but God, I, I don't know about my job. I don't know when the money's going to dry up. I, I, don't, I don't know if I even have a job to go back to, and I, and I don't know how to provide for my family. And God responds, do not be anxious. 
But God, the, the very thing that we are trying to protect is the vulnerable people. And, and, I, and I know vulnerable people in my life that if, if they get this, it is a very real possibility that they might die and they might not be in my life anymore. And I don't even know if I get it, if I'm going to die. Do not be anxious. And it's hard to hear because it feels like God can be a cold counselor. But God doesn't just stop at do not be anxious, does he? He doesn't just end with this idea of you need to solve this, you need to ignore it, you need to just stop it. God actually gives us his peace and comfort. Because look back at the passage. It says, do not be anxious, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. What is God saying here? First, he's, he's saying in everything, in everything that you do, whether it's, whether it's good times of, hey, the economy's going really well, I'm, I'm getting raises in my job, my family's really healthy, I'm getting able to see them all the time, or in really bad times where it says, I, I don't know about my job, I don't know about my family, I don't know what's going on, and I don't know when this is going to end. In everything, God is saying, come to me in prayer. Draw near to me, and I will draw near to you. Because ultimately, what is prayer? Prayer is saying, have a relationship with God. Be in communication with God. Talk with God. And God is saying, I want, to be, I want to tell you that I am here. I want to tell you that I'm coming alongside of you. So when he says, do not be anxious, it is not something where he says, do not be anxious and now go be on your own. It is actually saying, do not be anxious and know that I'm walking with you through your anxiety, walking with you through your fears, walking with you through your stress, walking with you through your life. So we have this call to not be anxious, and, and it's this reminder that we can give our anxieties to God. But it also reminds us of where do our anxieties come from? Because who is God? God is in control of everything. God is the maker and sustainer of life. He is the one who is in charge. He is the one who is in charge of my life and your life. But when I get anxious, when I get fearful, who am I putting in charge of my life? In myself. Because when times are going good, I, I look and I, and I say, look how successful I am at my job, or look at the security that I have in my job, and look what I'm doing, and look at all the good things that I'm doing, and I think, if I just work really hard at my job, then I'll be in control. Or with my family, if, if I do the right things, if, if I lead my family well, if I train my children right, if I give them the right tracks, then they'll turn out great. Or, or how do I find happiness in this world? If, if I just find that thing, whether it's working out, whether it's cooking, whether it's um, a collection or a hobby, if, if I find, if I pursue my own happiness, if I can find joy. And yet, when does anxiety begin to spring up? It's when those things start to get derailed. When, when my job gets stressful, when I, when I feel like I'm not performing well, then the words anxiety begin to spring up. When, when my family isn't going the way that I think it should be, when, when, when my kids are off track or, or, or when my marriage is rocky and I begin to say, I am anxious. Or when that thing that I was pursuing that I thought would bring me joy and happiness doesn't. And I say, well, what am I going to do now? I'm not happy. It is actually a reminder of what we've been doing the entire time. Putting our hope on ourselves. It is a place where we are depending on our actions and us to be in control of our lives. To be the ones to say, 
I will solve this. I will be the one to make it right. What we're doing is we're forgetting who God is and believing in ourselves. We are believing our fears and our anxieties over believing the one who saved us, who says, I will be your comfort. We think we need to find comfort in ourselves or find comfort in the way that we control our destinies and our lives. But consider this. We don't usually get anxious about things that don't affect us, do we? You know, I I might have used the words, I am anxious to come up and preach this morning. But when I was sitting on my couch, much like you are right now, and I watched Pastor Kevin preach, I wasn't anxious for him at all. Why? Because it wasn't about me. Or, or when I say that I'm, I'm stressed out about my job, about my performance, and I say I'm, I'm worried about my job, I am anxious. But I don't, I don't think throughout the week about your performance at your job. I don't think about how are you doing. I don't get anxious about that because it's not about me. My anxiety actually springs up from a place of, of pride and selfishness. and it's, it's about me. It actually makes me become my own God. Because when I have the things that I believe that I have control over, and I am no longer in control, then I am anxious. And at the root of it is just a sense of pride and a sense of turning myself into God. But we are reminded actually of who God is compared to us. Just last week, we, we celebrated Easter. We talked about the resurrection hope of God. We, we, we shared in our, in our confession of faith this morning of Ephesians 1 of, of before the world was made, before the creation began, God had a plan. God was in control. God was telling a beautiful story. And that story involved him sending his son to live the perfect life that we should have lived and die the death that we deserve to die. And what is crazy is on Good Friday, Jesus is put to death. And who thought they were in control? The disciples. They look and they say, all hope is lost. There is no solution to this problem. We are anxious. And yet what happens on Easter? Jesus rose from the dead. Jesus was in control this entire time. Jesus had a story. God had a plan. God was in control. God was working out his salvation. And he's doing it now. And what is wonderful is the very thing that me and you have no control over, death. God does. God had control over death. And God has control over our salvation. And that is a wonderful thing that we know that God is working. God is working then. God is working now. And although we feel like we have nothing to do, that we, that we are anxious because we feel like, I have to do something, God. You've got to be kidding me. That I, I need to be in control. I need to get something done. God is saying, no, <laughs> you are not in control. You have no hope of being in control because I am. Because I am God and you are not. And this is an opportunity this morning that we have to not be anxious because we know the God of the gospel, that God has said for the, for the rest of your life, if you are in me, if you have a relationship with me, then your salvation, your eternal punishment of death has been solved. He has been in control. He, he has taken care of it. And we know that the finish line is good, <laughs> that we will end and be okay. 
And it's not just that, oh, well, there's some bumps along the road and you have to deal with them and God has taken care of the end. No, God is along this race with us. God is walking alongside of us. God is running with us through this life and saying, I am with you. I am in control. I am, I am going to go through the hardship with you and you do not have to be anxious because I am the one who has got it. God's got it. So we get to take our anxieties and give them to the God who ultimately is the one who's in control. Not us, him. So go to God in everything. Call out to God when you are anxious. Say, God, I, I am scared. I am fearful. And God will say, I will give you my peace. Call out to God when you are struggling in sin. When you, when you say, I feel like I have no control. And God will say, you're right. You have no control. But I do. Because he is the one who is in control. Because he is God. So let us not be anxious because God is in control. And let us go to him in prayer. Because just let's, let's take a second and actually think about that. Okay? Think about what it really looks like to go to God. What is, what is this passage really calling us to? So go back to the passage. It says, Do not be anxious, but in everything, by prayer and petition, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So first prayer. We've, we've kind of already talked about this. That, that is, is about being in a relationship with God. And maybe right now you, you don't have a relationship with God. Or right now you feel like your relationship with God is distant. This is actually an encouragement to us that it's not this performance. It's not this thing where you have to wait until we gather together once again in person. But, but actually this morning, right now, you can call out to God in prayer. You can have a relationship with God. You can say to God, God, I, I recognize that I have been trying to be in control of my life. And now I recognize that you are in control. God, please, please come into my life. Be the one to guide me. Be the one to direct me. Be the one to watch over me. And God will be there. God wants a relationship with you. Call out to him. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. And not only are we supposed to pray to God, but we are supposed to present requests to God. We are supposed to actually, it, it is not so much that God says, don't bring this garbage to me. Don't, don't tell me about how you're anxious. But it actually says, no, bring it to God. Take your anxiety to God. Say, God, I, I am fearful of these things. I am worried about these things. Please show me your peace. And, and we do it in a spirit of thanksgiving. Why, why is that so incredibly important that we do it in a spirit of thanksgiving? Because it reminds us of what God has already done in our lives. It reminds us of, of if we go to God and we say, God, I'm so thankful that you've saved me from my sins, from the penalty of sins. We can say, look how, look how God has rescued me from death. And then we can look at the rest of our lives and we can say, wait a second, you know, I, I, thought I, was, I thought I was entrapped by the sin. I thought, I thought there was no way I could overcome the sin. And yet, look how God guided me. Look how God overcame the sin in my life. I am so thankful for that. And then, and then we can look around and we can see all the things that God has given us. And we go, I, I don't deserve any of this. This is, this is not because of my work, but it's because God loves me. And we get to look around and say, I am so incredibly thankful. And what does that remind us of? That reminds us of what God has done and it reminds me of what God is going to do. I get to be thankful because God is going to continue to work because he's already worked in my life. So go to God in prayer with a spirit of thanksgiving 
And then what takes place? A peace of God which transcends all understanding. And this is, this is the time that we become the crazy Christians in which people say to us, Wait, you, should be, you should be anxious, you should be stressed out, you should be worried. And we say, I'm okay with this. It is, it is the story of Jesus standing before Pontius Pilate. And although he knew what was going to come next, he did not defend himself. There was a peace that transcended all understanding. It was the same with Paul. Uh, he was thrown in multiple prison and he was persecuted. And there was multiple sham trials that he had to go through. And each time, he didn't defend his innocence. He presented the gospel. Because there was a peace of God which transcended all understanding. And this is true for the martyrs of history and even the martyrs today in which, in which people are thrown into prison and they say, renounce your faith. If you just tell us that you don't believe in God anymore, we will let you go. We will let you free. And the person says, no. I have a peace that, that transcends all understanding, that, that it makes no sense why I'm okay being in this prison cell of, of being abused. And yet, God is with me. God is in control. What is intended for evil, God intends for good. And if I renounce God, if I leave this prison cell saying that I don't believe in God, I will no longer be at peace. Although it might be the peace of the world, it will not be the peace of God. So call out to God, receive his peace. Have this peace that transcends all understanding overcome you. And it ends with saying that, that this peace will continue to guard our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Because what is the first thing to go when we're anxious? It's our minds begin to wander of, of what is the thing that I need to solve, that I need to do in order to make this right. Or it's our hearts where we say, if, if I just find this thing as my happiness, if I, if I just pursue this thing, then I will be happy. And yet this is a reminder that we are to call, especially during these times, every morning call out to God in prayer to say, God, I, I need you to, to, to rescue me. I, I need you to save me from my anxieties. God, I, I am so thankful for all the things that you have done in my life. And, and I need you to continue to work now. And God will remind us. God will have his peace come to us and overwhelm us and, and say, I don't understand what's going on, but God is in control. And I am at peace with that. What God is encouraging us to do is, is go to a market in which we bring our anxieties, in which we bring our stress. And he says, if you, if you hand over those to me, if you admit, if you, if you say, I am not in control, and we give them to God, then God will give us his peace in return. It's a transaction in which we say, I, I, I surrender my need to be in control. I surrender my anxieties to God. And God says, and I will give you my peace. I will remind you that I am with you, that I am walking with you that I care and love for you. So let's actually do that this morning. Let's, let's go to that market together. Let's first, let's, let's first pray. Let us, let us gather together and say, God, I want you in my life. I need you with me. I need you to be close to me. I need to draw near to you and remember that I am with you. Um, and then let us think about all the things that we can be thankful for. Um, and, th and, and be thankful for, knowing that God has provided every good thing. Think about, look, look around the room right now. Look, up, look at the people that you are with and say, look how God has cared for me. Then, 
and, and maybe there's not people with you. Maybe, maybe there's pictures on the mantle and you can say, look, look how God has cared for me. Look how God has provided for me. Look and just see the fact that we have this technology, that we have the ability to be together. That we have this, that we, even though we can't gather together physically, God has blessed us with this ability to talk, to be with one another, to communicate with one another in a way in which we are sharing God's love. And now, let's have the peace of God guard our hearts and minds. Let it overcome our anxiety and instead know that he is in control. Let us not be shaken by times that are taking place right now. Let us not be fearful that kingdoms may fall because we are in the kingdom that cannot be shaken, that cannot fall, and that is God's kingdom. God has been preparing before the history of this world for this moment, and he is reigning on his throne, and he is walking with us through it. There are times in the middle of the night when one of my daughters wakes up crying. She calls out for me. I go to her room and she says, Dad, I'm scared. It is dark. Maybe she's had a bad dream. And I simply get next to her bed and I hold her. And I tell her it's okay. And she cries a little bit more and then lays back down and goes back to sleep. But you see, the situation that she's in hasn't changed. It's still dark. She has no control over what comes next. And there are times where in my life I'm going through a really dark time where I am very fearful of what is coming next. But I am reminded because of this passage and because of all of God's word and what he has done in my life that I can call out to my father. So I do. I call out to God and he reminds me that he is near. And although in that moment, whatever dark thing I'm going through, that, that hasn't radically changed. What has changed and what I am reminded of is that my father is near. My father has come. My father is the one who's in control and he is the one who is safe. God is right next to us right now in our fears and anxieties saying, it's okay. I've got this. I am with you. I am your father. I will love you. And although it might be dark, although you might be scared, although you might be anxious, I am here. And I am safe. And I am the one who is in control. So walk in God's peace and presence today. Walk in it throughout however long this might last. And walk in it through the rest of our lives knowing that God's got this. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, you are our Father. You love us. You, you are next to us in all our fears and in, all, in, in the darkness. And you give us this encouragement to cast our anxieties on you. Not just to ignore them, but to actually say, God, I, I am fearful in this way. And you can remind us of your peace you can remind us that you have got this, that you are in control. We are so thankful that you have rescued us from sin and from death, and we know that you are rescuing us now. And we know that this is a part of your story, a part of your plan, that although we are not in control, although we do not know what comes next, you do, and you are walking with us. Let us have a peace that transcends all understanding in this time, knowing that we can have joy knowing that we can look to you 
even when we are scared. In your name, amen.